Aloha! Welcome to Abe's Ukulele Podcast, the podcast for ukulele players and teachers to get better at playing and teaching. This is Abe. In this episode, I'll share a conversation with Terry Carter. If you'd like to get an extra bit of audio from our interview, become a subscriber through the tip jar for as little as $1 per month. You'll get bonus episodes from time to time, and you'll be helping me directly to keep the podcast going and improving. The link to the tip jar is in the show notes. As a reminder, if you want to share the show with a friend, just send them to ookpodcast.com. That's U-K-E podcast.com. If you're looking for a really good place to pick up some ukulele inspiration, you've come to the right place. And today I have something extra special for you. My guest today has a great online school called Ook Like the Pros, and he's generously offered a 20% off coupon to all listeners of the podcast. I'll share more about that afterwards. Thanks for checking this out today. And now, on to the show. Terry Carter is an ukulele player and teacher based in San Diego with over 25 years of teaching experience. He's worked with some of the world's finest musicians and is the creator of Ook Like the Pros, an online site aimed at helping people become better ukulele players. Terry has a Master's of Music in Studio and Jazz Guitar Performance from the University of Southern California and a Bachelor's of Music in Jazz and Music Education from the San Diego State University. So, Terry, I've wanted to actually get you on the show for a little while now, so it's really cool to have you. Thank you. I'm actually really excited to be here. I'm, I know we've had a, a few delays due to uh, kid, kid issues, but uh, mm-hmm. I'm glad that they are at daycare today, and it's, it's fairly quiet here yeah. in my studio. No, I know I know how it's, I know how, what it's like. Um, so, um, Terry, you're actually a performer and a teacher, but what do you spend most of your time doing, performing or teaching? It's uh, been more on the teaching side lately. So mm-hmm. since the kids have been born, um, mm-hmm. especially having the twins and, and their, uh, I mean, even with just two kids in general, they've been, they take up so much time and I don't want to just leave my wife alone a lot and go out and start gigging. So for the mm-hmm. last few years, um, I haven't done a lot of gigs um, like I used to. So majority of my stuff is is teaching and then just focusing on the ukulelepros.com website, um, mm-hmm. getting that content up, um, courses. And then, um, and then with social media these days, especially uh, Facebook Live, Instagram Live, um, YouTube Live, it, it's, it seems to be a great way to connect with people that, you know, if they can't make it to your gig because you're not in yeah. the same area. So um, I'm finding that very, very helpful as well. Mm. That's awesome. So just gig at home. Oh, uh, cool. yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I, <laughs> and I want to gig more. Up. <laughs> exactly. That's great. Oh man. Yeah. I've been thinking about that a lot. I don't have a good, a good space for it. Um, uh, Craig Chi and Sarah Mizell started doing that more, which is really cool because even for the fans, they can just, they don't have to go anywhere either. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure the snacks are cheaper and the drinks are cheaper. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah. Cynthia Lynn does her uh, Wednesday five at five on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's right. You know, and I think she must record them another way as well. Cause I know she reposts them later, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's a great, 
it, it's really amazing tool. Um, especially, I mean, if you Instagram has become so, so popular the last, you know, six months, that seems yeah. like, um, it's really blown up, but, uh, to connect with people and, you know, you're starting to get a lot more uh, of a diverse, not only, uh, people on Instagram, but now age range too, you know, now you're starting to see a lot of the people from Facebook have, you know, taken the plunge and now on Instagram too. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. And, and the, I don't know if you've noticed this, but the engagement is really high when you do, um, Instagram live stuff or, or mm. stories as well. Mm. No, I haven't done a lot of, uh, Instagram live, but I definitely know what you're talking about with the engagement. It's very interesting. Um, it's starting to feel like, especially as people are, um, it seems like they're moving away from Facebook, even though it owns Instagram <laughs> with the, uh, you know, with the, the kids that are getting older now and using phones more and more, it seems like Instagram is where it's at. It's, it's popular. Although, uh, it's funny. I still get pretty good engagement on my, uh, on my Facebook. Um, mm -hmm. and I don't really use my, my personal Facebook page that much these days. Um, but my, my, you like the pros page. Um, it's still, it's still good. It's, it's, it's interesting. It feels like no one's really talking about Facebook, but mm -hmm. like there's still, there's still a community there and people are still, checking their their facebooks and, and commenting and stuff mm -hmm. but but i agree not instagram does seem to be the, kind of the the hottest thing right now yeah i know i i check both every day <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. a little too much but um it, it probably a big part of it is the um just that it's built on your phone um facebook it works both either way it works uh desktop and your phone pretty well but instagram has always kind of focused on your phone so do it anywhere exactly yes <laughs> so um terry you actually have a very impressive musical resume speaking of performing um you've worked with some pretty incredible people like weezer josh groban duff mckagan and even the los angeles philharmonic um first of all that's pretty awesome but I, what i really want to know is how does your experience as a performer influence your teaching um, well, thank you. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a good, a good question. Um, you know, I've been, I've been splitting my time, you know, I've been, a, I've been a musician for a long time and I mean, this, my, my whole career is basically what I've done. And so I have always split my time between teaching and, uh, whether it's recording, uh, I used to own more of a, a studio. I mean, I have a studio now, but more of a, a big recording studio, um, working with other artists. And, you know, it's kind of always kind of been a little of both, which I don't think is necessarily that uncommon, you know, as, mm -hmm. as musicians, we, we tend to be very diverse as, um, you know, we, we do different things to, to help out just to get by, you know, yeah. um, and, uh, <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. And, and it's changed, you know, your career or my career at least has, has changed over, over the years where maybe I was focusing more on recording or maybe I was focusing more on doing music for TV and movies or, you know, and, and now it's very heavily on the, uh, the website, but, um, you know, I try to take what I've learned as a professional musician, hence the, the uke, like the pros and apply it to my teaching. So, um, in, in my teaching, try to 
teach people not necessarily just only like, okay, today we're going to learn this song or this scale, but, but try to give them a little bit more, um, you know, theory behind it, uh, or understanding like what rhythm they're playing here and, and what are these notes and, um, and music reading, you know, even, even, Mm -hmm. even that, the, the things that I am required to do when I get hired to, work with these artists these are the things i i have to know when i go into the studio with them and um so i tried to bring that approach to my teaching and and just kind of give a little bit of a deeper experience for mm-hmm. my uh people that are watching or learning from my videos yeah that's cool so it sounds like um almost like giving a well-rounded uh experience maybe even to push them into the music industry if they ever want to i guess yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. It's, I mean, the name of my channel, I guess, implies that I'm going to teach you to be professional. And, and I don't know if necessarily a lot of my students, that's their goal necessarily, but they're learning the tools to be a professional. And even if they're only applying it to their, their ukulele group that they, they yeah. get together and play with, or, you know, um, friends that they meet, it's just, it's, it's just knowledge that I think, well, what I've noticed as I get older I'm, I'm more curious on, on learning that stuff rather than, you know, you can learn song after song after song after song. But if, if you don't develop a little theory, if you don't even develop your ear training where you could actually figure some of these songs out yourself, um, you know, then I think we get to a point where we're, we're wanting more because just learning strictly songs after song, I think we, we can hit a wall at some point in time with that. Definitely. So, um, speaking of which, I, I really wanted to ask, and I'm glad you brought it up. Um, when you have students and uh, they say things like, "I never want to perform," or "I never want to be a professional," or, you know, "I just want to play and just, you know, just play. I don't want anyone to hear me." What advice do you give to students if, if you ever have students like that? What advice do you give students that say that? Yeah, that's that's a that's a great question. Um, I've I've noticed that if you're just someone that sits at home and strums in your your bedroom or your living room, that you don't get a lot of critique, and not only by others by yourself. So so what mm-hmm. I recommend people doing, um, and I and I say this for um, whether I'm in the classroom doing some teaching and and people got to come up in front of the classroom and perform something, or um, when I'm doing like my live Q and A's. Uh, which I do every week for my Ukulele to Pros members is to film yourself. Um, you know, nowadays with phones and iPads and, and, and everything, it's so easy now just to do a little quick video of yourself because if you're not getting that self, that, that not self critique, but if you're not getting that critique from others because you're out performing with people or in a group, you need to do it yourself. And um, even though it's very painful sometimes to watch a video of yourself yeah. or listen to audio, or it may have taken you 20 takes to get something you're, you're decent with. There's a lot of learning that can go on by watching yourself and saying, Oh my gosh, I never even knew that I sat so weird or that, you know, I never hit that chord right, you know? And, mm-hmm. and so those kind of things are invaluable um, to just, just get better as a musician uh, even if it's not your intention to go out and play in front of people. Mm, that's great advice. So 
you've worked with the pros and uh, you have a really robust learning community called Ook Like the Pros. And I've always wanted to ask you this. Maybe you could summarize it in you know one or three sentences. But how do the pros Ook? That's <laughs> uh, funny. Uh, I'm probably I'm probably one of the the, the few that that do. Um, that's pretty funny. Um, you know, I think it's it's just more of being very diverse on the instrument. So not only do you know your chords, but you can also finger pick. You can also solo a little bit if you need to. You know, so I, I think that's really it. You could read some music. Um, you can uh, listen to a song and figure it out yourself. So I think just being diverse is what it's all about. Mm, nice. That's a good answer. <laughs> um, so besides uh, ukulele, what other instruments do you teach? Well, this, this, this whole thing started with my guitar, my guitar stuff, which has kind of taken a back seat over the last uh-huh. few years because uh, the ukulele uh, – it's just it's just become so popular. It's it's mm-hmm. really it's really amazing. Um, and the guitar is actually still very popular, even though people will say it's not. Um, so it started about ten years ago. Um, I started Rock Like the Pros, which is which was my guitar um, based curriculum, and it started by um, first some books. Um, I was teaching college level guitar classes and. I couldn't find a curriculum or a book that I liked to use, so I just wrote my own. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I wrote the, the Rock Like the Pros beginning class guitar method, and I started using that in the classroom. And then a bunch of my fellow um, college teachers started using the book as well. And, and then that led to the intermediate book, the advanced book, videos, you know, uh, and, and different things. And I actually have over probably over a thousand guitar videos um, as well. Um, so, so guitar, <laughs> to answer your question, I guess <laughs> I do play, I do play guitar. Um, uh, I actually sing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, just over the years when I was, uh, more of a studio musician, when I was living in LA, I was the, the multi-instrumental guy. So, you know, I could do the dobro, I could do mm-hmm. the mandolin, I could do some banjo, I could even do a little pedal steel. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, the top guy in the, in a round, but I, if you just needed a you know, some chords or some finger picking or this or that, um, I could do that. So, you know, most of the string instruments I can play bass. Um, I still play bass a lot. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so definitely the string instruments is my, my forte. Mm, awesome. So, uh, speaking of other instruments, you, and one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you actually was you created the first ever guitar lele course. And first I wanted to kind of talk about that name, uh, just so that the listener is on the same page, the instrument I'm talking about is technically a short-scale guitar. It has six strings. None of them are doubled, so it's technically different from a six-string ukulele, what you would usually see. Um, generally, this instrument, the guitar lele, is tuned A-D-G-C-E-A, which is a fourth up from the guitar. They can also be tuned just like a guitar, E-A-D-G-B-E, and um, it can also be tuned like that. This is my preferred method, but with the E and the A at the top, the fifth and sixth strings, one octave up. So it's a little like a baritone ukulele with a double re-entrant. It's really weird. Um, I really like it, but there's there's really nothing <laughs> to teach me how to play that. Uh, I've heard this instrument called guitar lele, guitar lele, gilele, gukulele, 
Um, my personal favorite is the Kiku, and I love the story behind it, but it seems like everyone has their own name for it. Your course is for the Guitar Lele, and I was wondering, what do you think about all these different names, and maybe does it even really matter? Uh, that, that was, uh, you did a great job uh, giving a, a brief uh, introduction to Thank you. <laughs> this instrument. Um, the naming is very funny, um, and I get a lot of comments on, on my YouTube stuff uh, mm-hmm. about it. Um, but yeah, I, I just call it a guitar lele, which is kind mm-hmm. of a, you know, I, I call, actually, Koloha calls it a guitar lele. I think Kala calls it a guitar lele. So there's a couple of the brands out there that actually do call it a guitar lele. Mm-hmm. Um, Pepe Romero, his Romero's creations, he calls his a gilele, mm-hmm. um, which I think is more of the what the classical world calls it. Um, uh, and then if you search like YouTube or Google, gutulele, so, you know, without the, it's basically a guitar without the R, mm-hmm. L-E-L-E, is what t- tends to pop up first. So I think uh, Google recognizes it as a gutulele or gitulele. So mm-hmm. um, it's all the same. And, uh, you know, I, <laughs> I, get, I get a lot of funny responses of how I call it, but mm-hmm. uh, for the most part, I just call it a guitar lately to keep it, keep it simple. Mm-hmm. And um, because if, even if you, if you search YouTube for the, the gutulele or gitulele, everyone still pronounces that totally different so it's like what <laughs> is true. the actual correct pronunciation of it mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I, I think it would be nice if there was one consistent name but um uh, it's a little more complicated than the like saying ukulele and ukulele it's kind of mm-hmm. you know it's like what what difference does it make it what i think is most important is what does it sound like and how do you play it <laughs> yes Yes, exactly. And it's funny, as you're saying this, I'm actually looking at a Pepe Romero string sitting on my set, and it says, Galele set, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Pono just uh, released two. Um, I don't know if they, they're making more, but they just put two up on the ukulele site, and they call it Galele. And then even under the ukulele site, if you are sorting by category, you know, soprano, concert, tenor, baritone, then it says Gitalele. So it's like, what? what is it? It's... <laughs> You know, um, <laughs> little kids might say it's a one-fourth scale classical guitar, right? Um, but uh, like I said, the most important thing is probably the tuning and how you play it. So you have this course, and I wanted to ask you about playing this thing. Um, personally, I've heard and experienced two main approaches to playing it. Um, one is kind of like a mini guitar in that you just take guitar shapes and guitar scales and just play it, and the notes are a little different, but... Um, it's basically the same. And then the other is a little like an ukulele with two extra bass strings so that you're basically focusing your, your energy and your, you know, your musical creation on the bottom four strings. And sometimes you'll use the top two as needed. So I was wondering, have you heard these two, um, methods and also what, what kind of approach do you take in your course? Yes, yeah, that's, that's a good point. Um, so my approach is probably more of the first approach where um, I'm because even because my course is actually called Guitar Lele for the ukulele and guitar players. So mm-hmm. um, so I'm trying to get the the ukulele people to expand their uh, their range of the instrument. So yeah. Um, so like when they do like for example the C chord, 
on the ukulele, which is, you know, probably the first chord most of us learn, um, it requires two additional fingers when you're applying that to the guitar lele. So that mm-hmm. ends up stretching their hand a little bit and making it a little bit more complex. Um, and so, yes, you can do what you were suggesting. You could still play the C chord and totally ignore the fifth and sixth strings, and you still have a C chord on a guitar lately. But I try mm-hmm. to get them to use the full potential of the instrument mm-hmm. um, and get those bass notes in there. So, um, so yeah, so I think I approach it more like that. I want to teach them the, the full bar chords and, and, mm-hmm. and all the things that if you're coming from the guitar, you're going to recognize a lot of the chord shapes. Um, but you almost have to learn it as a separate instrument because you know, it's real easy to play your, your G chord on your guitar, but then come and play it on the guitar lately. And it's actually now a C chord. So mm-hmm. um, even though the shape's the same, you still got to get, get your brain to say, this is not a G chord. This is a C chord, <laughs> yeah. you know? And, and there's been many videos where I've done on the guitar lately that I've had to go back and edit Uh-oh. or re-record some audio because I'm like, okay, so just go to your G chord. And then I'm like watching the video. I'm like, wait, that's Uh-oh. a sequel. <laughs> you know, so my brain yeah. always goes back to <laughs> the guitar. Well, if you if you play solo, it doesn't really matter, right? Just just play G, and it, even if it's not a G, <laughs> correct. Yeah. If you have mm-hmm. no friends, you can. <laughs> oh no. Exactly. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And if you're paying attention, that's a bad idea because you need people to critique you and make you a better player. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> So uh, you have more years of guitar playing experience, um, and I, I like that idea of, like, uh, you have six strings, right? So just use them all. You paid for them all. <laughs> you should use them. Um, some of the six-string guitar lilies I've played and heard, they can get kind of muddy if you just play them like a, you know, play them like a guitar with heavy strumming or something, but they're all very different. It's all kind of nuanced. Um it's interesting. Uh, but anyway, so if you're interested in Guitar Lele, I'm talking to you, listener. Um, please check out Terry's course. It's uh, the first of its kind. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and we just actually, so when I when I released the course originally, um, and, 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 and part of the reason why I did the course is because um, well, what happened was uh, Ko Aloha, they were like, hey, we're getting these Guitar Ladies in. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they used to make the... Um, the original one was the D6, which was a, a Hawaiian-made off-koa oh. wood guitar lately. And I think what ended up happening is, was, one, it just was getting so expensive um, for the consumer to buy because of the koa yeah. wood prices. Um, and they weren't moving that many of them. So they decided mm-hmm. to ship the operations to their uh, the opio factory over in Thailand and start making them out of the acacia wood. And so they were like, we're just getting our first batch in you know, we want to send you one. Cool. And, uh, and so I did. And like, I literally, when I got it, I didn't even know the tuning. Like, it was funny. I didn't even know it was basically <laughs> a guitar just tuned up before that. I had to go online and, and even look at the tuning. So, um, so when I started looking online, I realized that there was some videos on YouTube, but a lot of them were more focused on, uh, it seemed like a classical guitar player, Mm-hmm. playing classical pieces on the, the guitar lately um, and not a lot of instruction. So I was like, you know what? I think we need to get some instructional stuff up here for this. Mm-hmm. And as it turns out, like you mentioned with, 
Depono being released. I know Lanakai just released their guitar lately mm-hmm. last year. You know, you got Flight, um, you got um, the Koloha, you got the, you know, Kamaka, you got, I mean, you have a lot of these companies are realizing that it, there is interest in this vid, in this instrument now. So mm-hmm. um, you're starting to see a lot more companies release them. And if, you know, that means that people are buying them. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, so that's, that's part of the reason why I did the course. And, um, and then we ended up doing a, uh, actually run a, for all my Collector Pros members, I do a, a, a weekly video call just on the guitar lately. Mm-hmm. Um, I do one with the ukulele as well, but just for the guitar lately, because it's becoming, uh, something that people are interested in. So yeah, so it's, uh, it's cool. And I've been releasing a lot of content on YouTube. So I have a lot of free, free content on YouTube as well. Matter of fact, uh, uh, Stairway to Heaven uh, intro was a, a video I just released today for my members and Patreon members um, that will be released later, probably today or tomorrow for just Ooh. the general general YouTube uh, community. Sounds awesome. That's, uh, <laughs> that's one of the songs that gets you uh, kicked out of guitar stores, though, so be careful. <laughs> um, so I did want to ask, what is, um, in this course, what is the general, like, progression you're taking people from? Is it... Um, absolutely nothing or is it what kind of foundation do people need yeah that's that's a great question i get that i get that asked a lot so the course covers three um really four three to four main areas and that's one is 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 your strumming your chords and in that process uh i teach you this this strumming the strum patterns but also some some songs um, at least, you know, chord progression songs, um, blues. Um, I'm a big believer in the blues, mm-hmm. uh, as learning because it's such an essential part of rock and roll, which is part of what you know pop music is. And, and so the blues, um, scales, um, not only just for technique, but also for soloing and then some, some finger picking. So those are the four general areas of the course. It does, it does. It is okay for a total beginner. So if you never even played ukulele or guitar, it's good. Um, and what I did was I actually created a, a mini course too, which is like kind of a primer course that you get when you purchase the course. You get that as well. And it's just a short course, and it kind of is real. Like if you're totally new, like oh, this is the instrument, and this is how you hold the chord. So, you know, I, I wanted to make sure that everyone was covered, whether you've played the instrument or ukulele or guitar before or never picked it up that you're going to be able to be successful with the course. Wow. Very cool. I, I certainly admire that um, getting lost in the wilderness of what is this instrument and then just creating it. Um, yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> so Thank you. Uh, pretty, Thank you. pretty soon you're going to have to do a guitar lately like the pros or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, I've actually just thrown it all in with the, uh, the ukulele stuff and uh and I'll, I'll, when I send out an email to my, my youth, like the pros uh, community, sometimes I get a response like, was I meant to get this? I don't even play the guitar lately. So, um, so <laughs> it, it's like, should I start something all separate? It's just like, it, it's, I'm just keeping it all mm-hmm. in part of you, you like the pros for now. It's just uh, an easier approach for now. So you're getting with me, you get the ukulele and the guitar lady now. And when you uh, join, yeah. <laughs> join I mean, my site, <laughs> I feel like, um, Guitar Lele is, uh, it's a, it's close enough to the ukulele that I think all ukulele players should pay attention to. Um, I mean, we're talking a lot about it, and this is an ukulele podcast, so, I mean, I think it fits in. Even if you, you know, you get one and you don't know what to do with the, the extra two strings, that's fine. Um, but it's out there, 
we're not asking you to go play guitar or something else, but um, <laughs> um, I, I got a an octave mandolin from Pono a while back, um, and it's it's also totally different. I can tune it kind of like a baritone ukulele, except it has steel strings, so it's very similar, but it's still, that question comes up of like, do ukulele players care? Do they need to care? Um, what, who decides who has to care about what? But anyway, um, I think it doesn't hurt to just, you know, let everybody know. Um, I, I have friends who don't play ukulele, but they're still interested in what I do as a teacher and a podcaster. So, yeah, it's all relevant. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a great, that's a great, I like that a lot. Yeah, we, if you're ukulele and you don't play it, you should at least be familiar with it. Mm-hmm. Um and like like we were talking about earlier, it's just like there's a reason why all these companies are starting to release them. Yeah, there's there's an interest in it, you know, and and I think it the ukulele can do so much. I mean, it's really amazing what you can do with only four strings. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do find with the guitar layer having those extra strings for bass notes, um, you know, bigger chords, uh, mm-hmm. more, more jazz type stuff is really nice. Bossa Nova type stuff yeah. fits really well on, on that kind of stuff where you kind of need that, that low end a little bit more than the ukulele can provide at times. So, um, yeah, it, it's just a great thing to have it in your arsenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, if, even if you're like a, an ukulele purist, like if you think baritones are, you know, <laughs> uh, forsaken, <laughs> whatever, uh, if you never play low G, you know, like if you only play high G, there's still there's still a space for you to to care about what this new thing is, the guitar lady, the kiku, whatever it is. Um uh one of the reasons I like the two high top strings, as weird as it is, um, is because of like what you were saying with the, the chords, the jazz chords, because with the same chord shapes you can have the notes more closely together, kind of like with a high G ukulele some of the notes and certain chords, they're just going to be a little closer. You might not well, always want them closer, but um, like Paul Hemmings was saying, um, when I talked to him, he plays jazz with a low G because the ukulele at a short scale gives him a bigger stretch, like a wider range that he can reach for with his hands. Um, so that's really cool. It's all just about the sound. What kind of sound do you want? <laughs> do you need the low mm-hmm. notes? Uh, just think about it. <laughs> Right. Exactly. Exactly. But I, I mean, I don't know. If I, I found myself, I mean, I, I love the guitar lady. I love my low G ukulele. I just got a uh, soprano uh, mm-hmm. ukulele with a high G. I mean, I love strumming that thing. So it's just, I mean, it's not like you have to just play one and be yeah. stuck with it. I found <laughs> myself switching all the time between my different instruments. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I, I'm constantly in that in that struggling, what do I play? I now I need I need an ukulele that I can leave tuned to D six with a high A, um, and then now I also feel like I need an ukulele with a low G, but I'll drop it to F. I like to do that a lot, um, okay. F C E A. Um, but you know I need another ukulele for that tuning. <laughs> yeah, you can't go. Uh, you can't keep having to retune every time. No way. <laughs> um, so. Uh, Terry, I know you surf, and I was wondering if you've ever played ukulele while surfing. Oh, that's so funny. It's funny you mentioned that. Uh, I haven't yet, but I've, and I don't know why I haven't pulled the trigger on it yet, because mm. um, I, I do longboard, and, mm-hmm. you know, when where I surf is, is a longboard break, so it's, you know, they, especially in the summertime, there's just nice little 
you know, one, two, three foot waves. So, so by, um, sorry, by long board, you mean long surfboard, right? Cause in my mind as a, as a Connecticuter, I think of a skateboard when you say longboard. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. So long, longboard surfboard. So my two surfboards that I mainly use are a 10 footer and that's my main board and then a nine footer. Okay. <laughs> so, not, so the long, long board versus the short border, which we call them, which are surfing five or six foot boards. Mm, okay. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I, I've, it's been a couple of years I've been talking about getting the Waterman. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and now that I actually have, uh, a, a connection with them, I'm going to get a waterman. As a matter of fact, I'm going to do it this summer. All right. And I'm going to, and, and I've always talked about having a strap on it, playing ukulele while I'm sitting in the water. And then as soon as I, mm-hmm. I paddle it, throw it on my back, get up and then grab it again and start playing as I'm riding the waves. So, yeah. uh, I guess you got something <laughs> like forward to it doubles as a paddle, right? So, you know. <laughs> You don't even have to put it down. Just paddle out there, keep playing, and then paddle back. No, you wouldn't paddle back. Obviously, you'd surf back. Um, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, so yeah. So I'm gonna make that happen. Well, there is a paddle boarding ukulele class in Colorado. Um, you know the standing paddle boards. Um, mm. So maybe you can make a surf and uke class. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. You know, it's funny thing with surfers though is like you'll be talking to somebody and you'll be right in the middle of a conversation, but if there's a wave coming, that conversation just gets stopped immediately. And <laughs> it's over. <laughs> the wave's more important than whatever we're talking about. Oh man, that's so funny. So um, we got to wrap it up soon, but. I wanted to ask you, what are your top three practice tips? Just simple things um, for daily practice or for long-term goal planning. Um, what are three tips that you like to give your students? Uh, yeah, so great, great question. Um, and I, ha- I have a video out on YouTube called The, the Five Most Common Mistakes Ukulele Players Make. Um, and and it's, uh, it's like taken off. It got it's got a lot, a lot of views. So, mm-hmm. um, so there's, there's five really good tips in there, but, but off the top of my head, um, one is practicing with a metronome or a backing track. Yes. I think that's very key. Uh, we, we tend to not when we're by ourselves. Um, and, and I'm guilty of that as well. But then when we get together with a, and let's be honest, it's, it's more, it's, it's more fun to practice without a metronome, you know, uh, yeah. but uh, when you get together with other people, if you don't have good time, it is the experience isn't as enjoyable for the entire group. If, if you're someone that rushes, probably mm-hmm. rushing, and that's the typical thing most people do. So, so practice with the metronome is, is very important. Um, I think the technique you're using when you're sitting or standing, um, the ukulele is an interesting because a lot of them don't come with strap buttons, although that's, mm-hmm. that's somewhat changing. There are companies making sure that they come with strap buttons. So this, the strap is not something that's necessarily part of ukulele playing. Um, but I find I really enjoy having a strap, especially when you get into the bigger ukuleles, the tenors, the baritones. Um, they're just, I find them bigger, too big to play without a strap. So, mm-hmm. um, But without a strap, you tend to get some really bad technique. Um with, especially with your wrist, how your wrist is angled. So it's something you want to pay attention to because once you get a wrist injury, it's, it's really hard to recover from that. And mm-hmm. so, so paying attention to your technique, I think, uh, 
I, I don't necessarily talk about this, but people have mentioned you could play in front of a mirror, do a video of yourself and just see, just see, are you something awkward about your, where your wrist is or your elbow or your mm -hmm. back or something like that. So checking that out. Um, and then um, the third thing is uh, strumming. This is, this is something that I get a lot of things on. People are way too stiff with their wrist when they're strumming mm -hmm. and this is a, their strumming hand. Um, and they strum more from the elbow rather than from the wrist. And that creates uh, not a very smooth sound um, and, and somewhat limiting when you want to start playing faster. Mm. So um, got to really think about being relaxed and playing with a loose wrist um, when you're strumming, whether you're using your index finger or uh, your thumb or a combination of them. Uh, yeah, those, those are three good things to mm. work on. Those are great tips. So that's three. Um, you've got five more. I'll put the link to that video in uh, the show notes. Um, so that way the listener will get eight practice tips. That's pretty cool. Uh, cool. Yeah. And so some of them may be covered in that video, but there's, there's, a, lot of, there's mm -hmm. a lot of good stuff out there. Well, Terry, uh, it's been great talking to you. Um, before we go, I was wondering, do you have anything coming up that you want people to know about? So, so yeah, so I'm actually very excited. I have a couple things uh, on the horizon. First and foremost is going to be a baritone ukulele course. Um, and that is exciting because I know there's not a lot of content out there for the baritone, and I'm hoping to change that. And right behind that, I have a fingerstyle ukulele. That's a four-string ukulele course coming out mm -hmm. as well. Very cool. All right, so for the listeners, you can check out Terry on ooklikethepros.com or on Instagram and YouTube at Ook Like The Pros. That's U-K-E, Like The Pros. Terry, thanks so much for doing this. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Well, that's going to be it for today's episode. Thank you so much for joining me. If you'd like to get in touch, use the feedback link in the show notes. I'd love to hear from you. What did you like? What could be better? What did you learn? Or anything else? For bonus audio content delivered right to your feed, check out the tip jar in the show notes. You can also become a patron at patreon.com slash ukuleleabe. As I mentioned at the start of the show, I have a great offer for you if you're looking for an ukulele or guitar lele course to take. If you're interested in a course or membership to Ook Like The Pros, you can head over to ooklikethepros.com courses and use the promo code SPECIAL20. That's S-P-E-C-I-A-L and the number's 2-0 and you'll get 20% off any course or membership. Again, the promo code is SPECIAL20 at ooklikethepros.com courses. As always, it's been fun. Thanks for keeping me company. As a fun little thing, if you're still listening, send me a shaka emoji. That's the aloha sign. It's also called the call me emoji. You know, with your pinky and your thumb. Send it to me however you like. Twitter, Facebook, the feedback link in the show notes. And uh, yeah, I just want to see if you're still listening. <laughs> I might have something special to send you if you are still listening. All right. I'm out of here. I'll talk to you next time. Aloha. Aloha.